I love you. Well, welcome back, Couch Potatoes, to a very special episode of On the Couch. I am the Green Traveler. And I am the Faceless Leon. This is a podcast about movies and TV. It's about TV nice. today. It is. That's why it's special. Yeah. <laughs> I finally watched another TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's such a rare occurrence for me. It was a long time ago, but like I keep on whenever we talk about like streamable television, I think about this uh interview on CNN from years ago where this guy is like, "Listen, if you're streaming it, it's it's not TV. TV <laughs> is where they broadcast it as a radio signal and then it's accepted from a, a device but whatever that i digress it's tv <laughs> yeah i guess from a very technical perspective it is not tv yeah. but that is an old man's perspective and he's probably gone by now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know when this was it was when i still lived at home so yeah yeah at the very least he has quickly changed his mind to adapt with how technology can adapt because yeah. Disney, in my opinion, has finally done what I need to watch television, which is made up weekly. You know, they release one episode a week. Right. I can come back to it every Friday. It gets me excited. I go into work and talk about it. You know, it builds the tension for the next episode. And then next Friday rolls around. Boom. I'm back on the couch. Just like, hell yeah, let's watch another WandaVision right. or Mandalorian or another show that they've come out with that I can't think of. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, that's com coming next. I'm really excited about that one. Uh, I mean, I was really excited about WandaVision too, but I mean, I don't I hope they don't make another season cuz I feel like they wrap up no. the story in one show episode or one season really well. And I mean, especially with the last episode being titled Series Finale, It'd be kind of annoying if they do another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hope not. If they do, I I hope it's a continuation of that story, but they bring in like other characters and stuff. It's a like it's a different story. Like this story is done. But give it another title. If they want to still use these characters, fine. That sounds good. Yeah, but I hope they I hope they're done because I really like the story they put forth. Me too. I don't want them to ruin it. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, for me they kinda of ruined it at the end, but we'll get there. Not too much. It's still good. But it's created by Jack Schaefer. She co-wrote Cap Marvel, and she also, I guess, co-wrote the up upcoming Black Widow film, which, mm. before WandaVision came out, I will say Black Widow was probably my favorite female character of the MCU, only because it was such a limited pool to choose from. Right. You basically had to choose from Scarlet Witch and Wanda, and the, the movies just did not use Wanda at all. Yeah. <laughs> Or Captain, or Captain Marvel, or uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I'm sorry, Captain Marvel. Oh man, I can't, I can't even remember the the Guardians. Oh, the Guardians Gamora. of the Galaxy, uh, Gamora. Yeah, yeah, she's Gamora pretty awesome. And but who's Amy Pond from Doctor Who? Who? who what's oh, her name? Uh, Nebula. Nebula. That sounds I'm right. I'm sorry, guys. I feel Gamora's so bad half now. sister. I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I, I, okay, but if we're talking strictly Avengers, I guess that's what I was thinking. You you have just those two, and they did not use Wanda. <laughs> yeah, where the like the Wasp is a huge part of the uh, huge part of the uh, Avengers in the comics. Like, right. The joke there is that she is very tiny in the comics. <laughs> yeah. Tiny. So it's like, why can't we bring who is it, Evangeline Lily? Is that what's yeah. her name? Yeah, she's pretty good as the Wasp too. You're right. Jesus, I forgot about all the women. And now I feel bad. But but I mean, they all have. They're as you said, they're all very uh, limited in focus. Yeah, in the Avengers movies, anyways. Outside of the Avengers, they you know they're not really a big role, so. You have such a limited pool to choose from. But now my favorite is Wanda because of how complicated and beautiful her character is. And this story yeah. is so sad. It is very sad. It is story about grief. Whew. Also, with these things, like I feel like we do have to worry about spoilers a bit more. Yeah, for the past and the and the show yeah right yeah exactly um so that's that's gonna is... make it kind of hard to synopsize what's going on right but we could talk about the format of the show yeah definitely yeah it's the first series of phase four or act two of the marvel cinematic universe you know they've they've had their what are they calling it the infinite the infinity saga for the okay. first like 19 to 21 films 
Jesus. And those were like, you know, phase one through three. And now we're into phase four, which is like the next, you know, the next story arc after Thanos. So that makes it really hard to talk about the past of everything. <laughs> but we're right. just going to assume basically that you know the past of the MCU. And we're going to try to talk not spoilers and hope we're not too confusing, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I- I'm sure we'll put up a wall because we got to talk uh what we want to yeah. talk about yeah i'll put up a wall i'll do the post editing uh, <laughs> for five minutes of editing <laughs> uh so i do because i did really enjoy this show i do want to mention some of the controversy behind the show kind of up front before we get too gushy about uh what we loved uh, so the the main the main deal that I want to bring up here is that in the comics, Wanda and Pietro are both Jewish Romani characters, and their heritage is very important to some of their storylines. But for whatever reason, actually, I, I read an article about reasonings. But <laughs> anyhow, the MCU dropped that storyline, and then you know cast white people to to play the roles and people i think rightfully so were upset about that especially from this very marginalized people uh the the roma people um so for people because i i do feel like our culture is completely ignorant to to it at least mostly excuse me to uh the common know nothing uh which you know was me just a few years back you would know these people as referenced as a word that starts with a G and rhymes with Ipsy. That is a slur uh, for the Roma people. And we should not, we should try our very best not to use it. I know when you change your vocabulary, sometimes these things slip, but they are the Romani people, uh, the Roma people. That's, that is the preferred nomenclature. That's, that's who they are. And in our media, we only get to see them represented as like mystics, fortune tellers, witches, that kind of thing. And while that is part of their culture, it's kind of part of their culture because they were forced into it. And there's more to their culture, you know? Like any marginalized people, we should try to put forth positive representation in our media. And so it was really a missed opportunity on the MCU's part. Now, to kind of get into like the reasoning why that happened, as we all know, uh, especially our our nerdy friends out there, our nerdy potatoes, X Men, uh, the right the cinematic rights for them were owned by Fox. So when Disney's Avengers wanted to use Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch, they were not allowed to portray them as mutants or as Magneto's kids. So Joss Whedon decided to reimagine them as being from Sokovia, which is in Eastern Europe. It's fictional. And Ultron dropped that shit like a motherfucker. Yeah, and then they dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to rewatch that movie. I think I only watched that one once because I did not like it very much. Yeah, I, I hated that one so much. But I... <laughs> we'll we'll do a an mcu playlist i think oh, i'm sure we will i'll make sure that i'll i'll tag this into it the the playlist anyhow so josh sweden josh, i always want to call him josh and sweden josh sweden josh is stupid Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> hey don't that's i not that i i think we should <laughs> like this person because of recent events definitely we should we should uh no i just i think his name is not. stupid and if it's you're out there good. and your name is if, if your name's out there and it's joss i'm sorry but it's a dumb name <laughs> <laughs> no well okay i don't know if that's i don't know if that's fair but <laughs> anyhow i'm calling uh, him josh sweden from now on <laughs> you're calling him josh sweden okay so okay i think we've we've talked about this before both of us have trouble with language and when I just hear that name, that's all I hear because yeah. it is Josh Sweden and his, that's not his name. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, he also had them be doing 
experiments volunteering for experiments with hydra who are neo-nazis and as everyone knows nazis committed genocide against jewish people as well as romani people i think that is lesser known then we turn then you know the mc turns around and has them volunteering to work with these nazis now i have a theoretical excuse for that and that is that wanda and pedro did not know the origins of this uh sinister organization they just knew that they hated the world uh global economic fuckery that was going on and yeah hydra seemed to be doing something against that but still it it was kind of gross for people in the community i would say probably outrageous and um uh hurtful to them to have these heroes for their community be portrayed as nazis that's that's fucked up olsen also as we know is is a white lady this is not a critique on her performance by any means because i thought she did a fantastic job uh as this character but way back in the day when age of ultron happened she did use the g slur in an interview i i would argue that you know she had time to research this character and the romani people but you know after that happened yeah that's that was her opportunity when the backlash came from that to to say oh i i'm sorry i was unaware because it is i do believe a widely unknown thing in the american culture despite the fact that we do have police brutality against these people in this country as well as other marginalized groups as we all know so in this series there has been some controversy as well because of the one halloween episode when she finally puts on the og costume she says to her kids that there are children she vision and wanda do have children in this in this series I'll, (laughs) i'll go ahead and say that she says to them that she's a sokovian fortune teller so that really upset the community as well because they had already dropped that heritage from these characters uh in fact there's a a scene in one of the other avengers movie where his her room is covered in crucifixes and she's in the comics jewish yeah it had already happened moving forward and then they bring in this stereotype that's just kind of shoved in there shoehorned in there and the scarlet witch costume has nothing to do with their culture just absolutely nothing so that is why there is some people who are upset about what's going on in wandavision and i understand that i also am a white person so i do not understand what it is to be marginalized but i think it's important to recognize these groups and when things happen that upset them so i just wanted to mention that get it all out on the table before we talk this series because i do rather enjoy this series i do i I do think it is a successful and very entertaining yeah. television show or mini series but you're right it is that is something important that is to be recognized and to be called out you know we talked a little bit beforehand how marvel could fix it but yeah. it's like i don't think there is a fix i think being as successful as elizabeth olsen's character is and as enjoyable as the create character that they have created she's she's absolutely perfect in the role and I really love the character that they have created, even if it is mm. not loyal to the comic book character or respectful to those communities. So the only solution I think is you have already introduced the multiverse. You've already put forth very publicly that you're going to explore the multiverse coming or going forward in the new phases. So if you find other Scarlet Witches in the multiverse, be respectful to the community through them. Yeah, hire, hire Romani actors to play her yeah i think i think that's probably the right move because if you just remove olsen who is at this point beloved uh i think that i mean though i don't know i don't know maybe that is what the community would want but i don't know i don't know 
Yeah. I, I think she I did know. a fantastic job, so it's hard to say. Yeah, if she I don't think she is actively seeking to be disrespectful to the community. Right. I, like from the situation that was, you know, how you described it to me, it sounded more like she was trying to be more inclusive or something. Yeah, yes. but she was just ignorant about it. Yeah. So it's just like I feel like if she is overly disrespectful, then sure, yeah, do you know, do what Marvel or Disney did to Gina Carano and kick her out of the Mandalorian because she was being over overtly disrespectful. Right. But in Elizabeth Olsen's case, it doesn't seem like she's being disrespectful. It seems like she's just still ignorant about the issue. Right. And she just needs to learn and going forward be more respectful. So it's like I don't think she yeah. should be replaced or fired from the position. Yeah, if way. I if I may lend some advice across the, the interwebs to Olsen, uh, you know, just maybe sit down with people in the community, preface that, hey, I, I know I'm a white person playing a role that is not supposed to be a white person, but this is what ha- has happened going forward. Mm-hmm. How can I do better? I, I think that that is a good solution as as well as like you said the multiverse uh thing and you know i really do appreciate because it's freaking hard to do 20 films long uh of canonical information but they could do what it seems like the dcu is doing and just have individual films and then you know when you do that like we've seen with the batman movies throughout the eras you can always just have new cast members in those positions yeah which i think would be fine if that happened with the mcu but i i do appreciate the hard work that the story writers put in to make it a canonical yeah. thing and build up big huge finale movies yeah and and marvel could do that but it would have to be what disney or dc is doing which is different universes so it's like right. Robert Pattinson's Batman is most likely a different universe's Batman than Ben Affleck's, and they can they can still meet and gain all the you know get all that extra oh money gosh. from the from filling the theater <laughs> seats. Yeah, and also you know someday, probably fifty years from now, we're gonna have a DC cinematic universe crossover with the Marvel cinematic universe. <laughs> oh my god! Geez. Probably toss in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just for good measure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, that shit used to happen. And then it seemed like the rivalry just got too too thick. And yeah. and it just doesn't. Well, if DC, if DC goes out of business and Marvel buys them, that might might happen. Yeah, that might happen. You know what? I, I don't want DC to go out of business because, you know, comic books. I There's just, there's just so much love for that industry. The fuck would I do without them? <laughs> right and i i'm not a huge comic book purchaser so i'm sorry dc that i have not been helping that's all right i've been making up for it yeah i (laughs) i do try to keep track with the stories with help from the green traveler uh and i appreciate what they do quite a bit and i i love the artwork and all that i'm just poor yeah Yeah, and I'm I'm slowly spreading into the Marvel comics as well. Uh, I built a huge stockpile of DC, and now I'm bringing in Marvels. And uh, that said, let's let's get into the show because uh, yeah, yeah, it's been some of the stories that I have bought that are why I was very excited for the WandaVision story is that uh, it's based off of uh, Brian Michael Bendis's Avengers Disassembled and House of M series as well as Tom King's vision run. Right. And I haven't read house of M, but I've read the other two and both Brian Michael Bennis and Tom King are two of my favorite comic book writers. So I was really excited for this show because it's based off of their work. I don't right. know if either of those authors had anything to do with the show. I don't, I doubt it, but you know, just, just seeing that, that style of a story come to life was very entertaining because it had that, that compelling writing of both of those comic book writers and Jack Jack Schaefer's vision, her vision is great. Like I really love what they're trying to do with this story because, as we said, it's it's based off of event. It's based after events that happened through Avengers: uh, Infinity War and Endgame. And so it's like I don't want to spoil out of those either of those right. movies. Yeah, if you haven't seen them, but it's it's Wanda and Vision dealing with that aftermath. Yes. And 
And the the way the show does it, in my opinion, is just absolutely thrilling and entertaining because it's it takes all of it, it's just an homage to sitcoms to America's sitcoms, right. and and it's just a fun journey through like through the history of American television until you get to the end. But let's see, what are the shows they focus on? You know, season or episode one is like an I Love Lucy and the Honeymooners. And maybe a little bit of Bewitched, but I think that might be episode two more. Maybe. I I think you're right. That's episode two, because that's when they have the really fun intro that's definitely based off of the Bewitched intro. (laughs) Yeah, and they also have, uh, it's also like a little bit of I Dream of Genie, which I've seen all of these shows, you know, hit or miss. I don't think I've seen all of the episodes, but I've seen many episodes here and there. Nick Ignite growing up oh, for sure. Yeah, my parents my parents would definitely have that kind of stuff on television. Episode three, now in color, is all in the family and the Brady Bunch. And in episode I wrote down five. Oh yeah, that's right, because episode four is kind of a Right. It steps away episode. from that. Yeah. Yeah. Which that that was the that was the part of the show where I was just kind of getting bored is when it's no longer in the the Wanda universe of what really? was the town called okay. westview westview when it was, yeah. westview yeah. new jersey when, yeah when, when the marvel cinematic world started to enter that world is when i was just like Ugh, okay I, I wasn't okay. i was intrigued by it at first and then it just started becoming less like oh this is a very entertaining homage to television and here comes the marvel cinematic universe <laughs> but uh, episode five is full house style which was hilarious yeah. because uh elizabeth olsen who is wanda her i don't know if it's yeah. her older sisters or younger sisters it's i think older it's older sisters. Sisters. Yeah. yeah mary kate and ashley were you know they played the one girl on full house i don't remember the, the character's name michelle, I, michelle. Thank you. I watched a whole lot of full house man. oh oh i did too <laughs> i had okay so i didn't have a crush on them in full house but when they got older they were like my oh, sure. young boy crush because i had well over maybe 70 novels of their like mary kate <laughs> and ashley olsen adventures their detective club like i was obsessed with them as a i kid. wonder my... how much hand they had in the stories of those novels probably very little to none probably none yeah they're, they're <laughs> just their image was for sale and you know authors were using it and you know I, I remember being made fun of at school because i'd be reading those books like <laughs> people would be like greg what the fuck are you reading i'm like mary kate ashley olsen is a detective agency it's fucking brilliant <laughs> fuck <laughs> off <laughs> shit's to my world <laughs> i know i i really like to go see their their movies yeah. you know especially when they got to be, be actually be sisters because in full house they they play yeah. the same person which is weird but i love it it's i i think it's i think the the movie uh the movie and tv thing is especially when they're infants which is she practically was an infant when they started is that yeah. the child's not always going to be perceptive to direction or they'll be having a bad day or one of them is sick. So yeah. you just you know swap them in and out um, so that the kid doesn't get too tired. I think, yeah. I, I think there's a, a couple of uh, other famous sitcom kids who are actually played by twins. Um, oh, I, can't, cool. I don't have them off, na- off hand, but... Huh. Never would have thought about it. You know, it's, it's funny, though, though, that now... You know, I love Elizabeth Olsen more than I love Mary Kate and Ashley because Mary Kate and Ashley are doing other things. They're no longer right. They're, acting, yeah, really. The media is less saturated with them uh, as, yeah. it, as it used to be. Yeah, and I hope they're in a better place, honestly, because I yeah. feel like after a while, the, the media attention was too much for them. Yeah. Paparazzi, man, they're fucking crazy. But uh, after the Full House episode, episode six, the Halloween one, is like Boy Meets World and Malcolm in the Middle. And then we got to episode seven, which was Modern Family. And that's where I realized this is where the show for me started to go downhill was episode seven. So it's like episode seven, eight, and nine. Even though I still love those episodes, mm-hmm. the style of it was gone. And I don't like the style of Modern Family. It's, it's you know, yeah. it's very like, it's kind of like The Office also, which I know right, I'm going to get right. a lot of hate and backlash for that. I haven't watched The Office. I've seen like 10 episodes tops. 
and I don't mind it. I think it's a good show. I can't stand that style of storytelling where you just cut sure. away from the action and then the actors are just talking to like an interviewer and it's just like, well, Martha, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, yeah, it makes it feel kind of like a, uh, a documentary is, is yeah. kind of, it's trying to make it, it's trying to give it a reality feel to it, like a reality TV feel to it. One thing mm-hmm. that I will attribute to that style of, sh- style of show is that it definitely made the laugh track inappropriate. Like, yeah. And, and we, we definitely have gotten to a point where that's just not necessary. Like the, mm-hmm. like what was cool about the laugh track back in the day was that you knew that there was real people there watching them getting laughs out of what they were doing. And also, you know, when television first started people's experience with uh entertainment was live and in person so it it was kind of like a transitional kind of thing in history so it's really interesting uh that we get to watch all of that unfold in this series yeah it is it is marvelous and (laughs) marvelous and yeah, I, I mean, I, that that's what made this show very entertaining for me was watching that journey through television, you know, watching how, you know, everything right. changed, how, I mean, even, even Wanda's accent changes throughout the, like, it, and it's a running joke because yeah. it's, it's been a running joke since the, the very first time you see Wanda, you know, she has a very thick accent way back in right. uh, the movie before Age of Ultron, I think. I, I saw on the internet, somebody called it Russian-ish. <laughs> yeah 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 it just it fluctuates so much and it's so funny and like i i mean i feel bad for elizabeth olsen because she's a great actor and i feel like she was getting made fun of a lot for it when it's not really her choice it's the choice it, of the director yeah. and everything and also like just completely underutilized in those films i know i'll say it a lot when we get to that playlist because you know we're gonna do that but yeah she just I'm very happy that she got this opportunity to flesh out this character because she is a very talented actor. I, mm-hmm. and you know, I would almost, I would even go so far to say that she's more talented in, in the acting than her two sisters, at least in my opinion. Well, I mean, I feel like her two sisters got started way too early and sure. weren't able to actually develop as actors. They were just kind of kept as actors, whereas right. she you know, went the process of developing, going to school and everything, which I'm sure maybe, you know, I'm talking out my ass. I don't know if Mary Kate and Ashley didn't yeah, go to I don't know their bi- this at all. Their, their biography. <laughs> yeah, but they, but they were they were started so young that if I feel like right. they didn't get the chance to hone their skill. Yeah, they, were, they just, were a persona before they were people, really. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I feel like Elizabeth had the better, the better end of it, and that's why she is. I agree with you. I think she's the better actor. And you get to see her act so well in this show because she, you know, yeah. she acts like I love Lucy. She has that '50s styled female starring role with the with the elbows at the hips, uh, bent at like ninety degrees. Like her, yeah. her her posture through really like throughout the the series is great because even when you get to that Modern Family episode, she's all slumpy and like, yep. I don't want to be a parent yeah. today. <laughs> knees, so she knees does. Drawn she up has to the some chest. really good physical choices. I I like it. Yeah, she was brilliant, and I mean, so was Paul Bettany. He he plays oh, Vision. Definitely. Has played Vision since we played Jarvis and Iron Man. I think like man, he's like been, been in it from the beginning. That straight up fucking blew my mind. That in when we watched that movie, that was the one thing that I right. liked about the movie was like that he was Jarvis the whole time. That was, <clears throat> yeah, that was cool. Well, it's, it's such a wild journey for Paul Bettany because, you know, he's, he's gone from seeing his AI voice character become one of the most powerful superheroes in the Marvel cinematic right. universe. It's like, right. What fun it's been for him to watch, like to, to build this character throughout all the years. And again, because of events in Endgame. How he builds his character in this is very unique, and it, he gets to have another fresh look at it, like two or three different fresh looks at it, and right. it's it's absolutely 
thrilling for like it's got to be thrilling for him i imagine they don't really explore either of these characters too well in the avengers movies yeah like Um, they get they get small facets and like tidbits here and there and like you know you get they they get a little bit of a romance story in those those movies but it's not it's really just because there's so many freaking characters and they definitely want to focus on iron man and cap and i get that yeah but they get their focus here yeah for sure this show though totally was a big reminder especially those first two episodes that bettany is fucking hilarious (laughs) right so hilarious oh man there's some great sitcom moments in those first two episodes especially oh man i loved it and it's so funny that it's like i think my first my first run-in with paul bettany in regards to watching him on television i think it was in the da vinci code when he plays the albino assassin oh man what a weird (laughs) oh my god that i forgot from there to here for me (laughs) yeah uh for me it was definitely i was gonna say the wrong the wrong movie title a knight's tale that i think that was really my first exposure so my first exposure to him was funny honestly i might have seen that first too i'm not sure yeah yeah he so in that he plays a a herald or a crier or whatever you want to call him to jeffrey uh, chaucer isn't he yeah he is yeah he's chaucer which is really funny also because uh i mean he he just plays this this drunk gambling idiot kind of <laughs> who's just good with words and uh, uh he, he was definitely the right choice for that one for sure yeah. as well as vision i mean he's just got such a big range he, he can do whatever yeah. he wants he's such a lovely actor i i think the only other character that we should well i mean we'll talk other people obviously but the only other major character we should talk about is katherine hahn who plays yes. agatha uh, the nosy next door neighbor of all yes. television shows <laughs> yeah she kind of yeah she kinda, also like uh wanda's best friend in this strange yeah. world that they're living in and yep. yeah she just always pops in uh at, at kind of inconvenient moments and she just always <laughs> just misses them using their powers or right uh there's this great bit throughout the uh the especially the first half of the show where vision while he's in the house looks like vision but if people are over or if he's going to work because he has a nine to five uh yeah. <laughs> he he looks like paul bettany it's it's hilarious uh so like there'll be moments where all of a sudden agatha walks in he's like whoop pulls up the paper <laughs> right holds up real yeah. fast yeah and then finally the makeup's gone all, all of a sudden uh yeah and it's good stuff and it's amusing too because a lot of that is practical the the makeups on his face but i i watched an interview with of him recently where he mentioned that his ears are digitally removed for the vision uh for the vision makeup so in in reality he's sitting on stage like he's on set in full makeup and in just two white ears just dangling (laughs) out (laughs) (laughs) so they don't put the red makeup on his ears either there's just his no, I guess, white ass ears. <laughs> yeah, well, he couldn't he initially because Vision doesn't have ears, so right, initially yeah. they would just cap them, but he couldn't hear anything because you know it's it's so close over yeah. your head and it's just like a giant. Um, it can't pick makeup up pieces. Like I don't that. know what to call it. Yeah, so prosthetic. so eventually they just prosthetic. thank you prosthetic pieces, and eventually they I guess they just determined it was going to be cheaper and easier to just digitally remove them. But I mean, cheaper as in like you know a thousand dollars to remove one ear right so <laughs> right uh so going back to agatha Catherine Hahn. oh my god she is yeah. so funny i yeah she's i mean i already knew hilarious. she was funny but like she does she does the the this the stereotypes in a way that you know is like ironic and uh not necessarily making fun but like hey i'm doing this thing and it, and yeah. it just makes me laugh Ah, uh, right man it, it <sighs> feels it feels on purpose it feels like a performance and it's yeah it's wonderful to watch 
Right. And she's always complaining about her uh, do-nothing husband, Ralph. <laughs> you find yeah. out at the end, is his real name is Ralph Boner. And that's <laughs> just great. Like, it... It's such a stupid joke, but when you see it and how it's performed, you're just like, <laughs> Ralph Boner. That's hilarious. Boner. Like, <laughs> uh, so you said that you thought that we should only really talk those three characters before the wall, but I do want to mention that they do bring in uh, Kat Dennings' character, Darcy, Darcy mm-hmm. Lewis, and some other MCU uh, characters uh, like... Uh, oh, jimmy woo who mistake me if i'm wrong played by randall park he he's in the ant-man series right he might be i'm honestly not sure because i i could have sworn he is uh i the one movie that i remember seeing him in is called always be my maybe yeah he was in ant-man and the wasp as jimmy jimmy woo he's he's the the fbi character that kind of comes in and and is his uh parole officer yeah Uh, i mean they also they also bring in sword which i guess comes from the agents of shield series which has been expanded on in the agents of shield series i should say i mean it comes from the comic books obviously uh which kind of seems like they're going to use it to replace shield Mm -hmm. in maybe the upcoming uh movies because it kind of, it kind of seems like Shield disbanded and disappeared because of the events yeah. of the MCU and, and whatever. Um, yeah, it's 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 starting to get hard to to figure out where everything's at if you're not watching yeah. everything. Right. Yeah, you got to watch everything, and like we said, twenty freaking movies. That's hard to keep yeah. all that in your head. Uh, so I'm surprised the writers can do it. I'm sure they have like a giant flow chart somewhere. They have like a whole building that's dedicated to just the flow chart of the mcu facts and <laughs> timelines but right I- i've watched all the movies but i've only watched like the first two or three seasons of asians of shield it just kept going and i was like i, I kind of thought it was just a wrap you know going to be a quick story but they just kept building onto it i'm just like i can't keep with this show yeah i was kind of surprised at that because the first like I, I thought the first season was pretty yeah. good and and I, I but when i finished watching that first season i thought okay they could go either way with this they could either pull the plug or or give it another season then i really didn't like the sophomoric season and i kind of dropped it yeah, at that same. point but like you said it must have picked up because they keep on yeah. going but i feel like wandavision is the way to go because or the style of wandavision i mean yeah because just one short concise series you get your story in there. It's very unique. It's very impactful. It's a lot of fun to watch. And now you move on to Captain America, or yeah, no, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's just like, all right, there we go. The next show, you know, you don't have to right. keep building a, a long story. It gets it gets tiring after a while. It's, it's the same thing with like the Marvel, sorry, the Netflix Marvel shows, you know, Daredevil and all those. I know they were canceled, but Daredevil had three solid seasons told a really good storyline pretty solid and you know at the end of the third season it's wrapped up it's nice you know I, I wish there you know i think there could have been more i wish there was a little more but that's it you got yeah. your, you got your story yeah. across it was uh, nice they did do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're right uh i i wish it would have kept on going i'm glad i it did feel like they knew the end was coming yeah. though and because i feel like that that last storyline they did in that show was something that they had planned for like several seasons later and they had to up it up but they did it well Uh, one more performance that i feel like we gotta mention before we move on because she's a a big proponent to the plot is monica rambo portrayed by tiana paris she's awesome she's kick-ass i'm excited to see her yeah and she has she has ties to the captain marvel movie and so i'm yeah yeah they, they definitely have a big plan for her for the future of the mcu and i'm yeah. totally on board because she was super fucking fun to watch yeah she has a big character in the comics so i've been trying to avoid spoilers but you know because I'd, I'd rather just come across a comic that she's in but at the same time you know it's hard to avoid spoilers on the internet today when you're trying to just oh sure yeah but yeah she definitely has a a very fun and important role to the the show and i, I enjoyed her presence but and, and i enjoyed kat dennings and uh, Jimmy Woo. What was it? The actor, actor's name? Randall Park. Yes. 
I enjoyed them. I I mean, I enjoyed the the weird part about this show is I really did not like Kat Denning's character and Thor and Thor, the dark world. She just, right. I don't know. She's not utilized well in those movies, in my opinion. And her character is just kind of annoying in them. And in WandaVision, I groaned when I first saw her. <laughs> I, I remember you texted me. <laughs> yeah, I texted you like immediately. <laughs> You're like, oh, I brought her back. I was like, just watch the episode. Yeah, they, <laughs> they did it really well. She's super fun. She's actually hilarious in this show. And super smart, too. Yeah, yeah. And she's not just there to just be that yeah. annoying friend. Her yeah. Her actions in this show are important and drive the story forward. And I'm just like, hell yeah, they, they, they made this character work and I'm happy. And yeah, I do kind of feel like the ending part that they used her in was kind of shoehorned yeah. in. They're like, oh, we forgot about Darcy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely did. <laughs> That's what it kind of felt like. Uh, I, I think we both kind of agreed that they probably could have done the finale in two episodes and make it a 10, 10 episode series. I think that could have been better. I don't know. I I actually liked how they wrapped it up. I'm happy with it being nine episodes. I don't think they should have made it a two-parter. If anything, I think they should have wrapped it up sooner in eight and Mm. made the ending yet another style of television. Because as I said, those last, you know, after the seventh episode, eight and nine are just kind of, you know, freeform MCU superhero right punch them up. You know, it's it's not as... They're not sitcoms anymore. They dropped the sitcom uh aspect of it and it becomes a the the eighth one though still had that tv feel though to an extent but it felt more like uh you know we're getting a lot of these style of shows nowadays because effects are a -hmm. lot easier and more affordable but like it kind of felt like the new sabrina the teenage witch series a little bit which i know a lot of people don't really like that show um for reasons i've only watched season one no more really funny except for from the villain that shows up there is some funny bits but i mean for me that was like that was the the sad part about the end that's where it started to fall downhill for me was because it, it had lost that intriguing factor that was keeping me coming back right I would sit there the next week and be like, I wonder what the next show they're going to do, like what they're going to reference. And it's like, oh, I bet they're going to do Malcolm in the Middle or something like that. You know, and and, and then seeing it, I'm like, fuck, you know, they, they open up with the intro and I'm like, fuck, yeah, it is Malcolm in the Middle. I nailed it. You know, and it's just like <laughs> nice. It, but it's just like that was the fun for me. You know, I mean, the story itself is very entertaining and very intriguing. And obviously I enjoyed those last three episodes. But it just didn't have that extra intriguing factor of being an homage to something that I was just like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to incorporate yeah, it? The homage died. It, 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 it was what it had to be. And I do, again, I do respect its finale and what it sets up for the MCU going forward. But I don't know. I just yeah. I want a little more. I think. Or a little less even. <laughs> yeah. I Either more or less. Yes, I can agree. I can agree. And I think, you know, you could probably have that argument for any show yeah, that you're in yeah. love with. But I do think that at that point, that the reason for the story, why it still works, even though we we miss the, the homage to sitcom in those last couple of episodes, it works for the story because at that point, oh no. You know what? That might be spoilers, <laughs> but we're we're about. I think we're about to put up a wall. I want to say one last thing. Amazing ensemble oh, cast yeah. who in who in uh, includes uh, the great Deborah Jo Roop. And I, I hope I said her name right uh, from that '70s show and many many other things. When she popped on the screen, I was like, I'm so happy. Right, she's in I was this. too. And then she was only in it for that first step or the that second episode i think yeah. and then no it was the first episode and then she had a five minute bit part at the end yeah that was her big episode you're, you're wasting a, a character that you could have utilized so well really could have I, I think that they her name is mrs hart and i think that she was supposed to be uh a mislead a red yeah herring. yeah there were so many red herrings yeah a lot of red herrings in this show the f- small part that she was in was so enjoyable I, I and I love her just as a human being. She's she's just hilarious and just her her personality just fits in with that fifties to seventies sitcom 
it just yeah. fits so well. I'm just so glad that they got her to, to be mm-hmm. in it. Uh, but th- like I said, the rest of the cast, great job. Hats off. Yeah. You want to build a wall? Yeah, let's build a wall real quick. Yeah, so there's spoilers up ahead. You're going to want to go around them. You're going to want to head to 55 minutes, 55 seconds here. What do we want to what do we want to talk about first? It was Agatha all the time. <laughs> Agatha all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I loved when they threw that 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 right. slide up. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was another thing. They they have advertisements throughout the first few episodes and and those right. advertisements are just like really brilliant in regards to storytelling because when you find out it's Agatha all the time, a lot of those advertisements kind of just start making sense as you when you think back on them i was like oh yeah and i don't know i don't have any specific examples i don't kind of want to spoil anything but i mean even though we're behind a wall but like i don't know it's just their their storytelling around agatha was so fun because for the first few episodes i'm like i think she has more of an involvement than you think oh sure because she is the noisy neighbor and as wanda even mentions she always just shows up whenever we want something and you know it's just like she pops up and right. she she has exactly what they want and so it's it definitely feels like she is a red herring at first because they're throwing out so many red yeah. herrings you if you're if you're a huge nerd and right. you're paying attention to easter eggs you know there's a lot of mephisto jokes Which that would have been cool yeah that would have been really cool that would have been really cool but i i like the, what they yeah do. i definitely do I, too I, I do. and but she feels like a red herring until this moment with vision where she has an interaction with vision that kind of destroys that. And you're like, Oh, yep. She's not, uh, she's not the villain. She can't be, you think that she is just another citizen trapped and you're just like, okay, she's not the villain. I've been wrong all along. You know, it's like when the, when the Harry Potter kids constantly think it's Snape. And then at the end they find out it's somebody else. It's like, Oh, sorry, Snape. You are just weird though. You know, Spoils for that. <laughs> it was Snape all along. <laughs> it was Snape all along. So uh, her her character's uh, real name, Agatha, was just a a ploy to fit into this world. Is Agnes Harkness, and in the comic books, she's kind of uh, Wanda's tutor in in witchcraft. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much all I really know about her. Maybe she started off as a villain. I I don't know. Yeah. But she does make a great villain, and you know, parallels because her 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 powers are similar to to Wanda's. Yeah, she's a lesser witch in a way, but at the same time, she's not in a not way. lesser in terms of power, just in terms of. I guess meaning to the yeah. universe's structure. You find out that the Scarlet Witch has like a huge importance to the the course of the universe, right? And it's the first time that they drop the name Scarlet Witch yeah. too in the series, in the MCU series. Um, I don't want to get too far into that because I want people to to kind of get to discover that one a little bit. I think, but <clears throat> she does. So I don't think we really mentioned that there are twins. You know what I think we can do because I think it is widely known to the nerdverse that uh, Wanda has the ability to just straight up create fucking change reality. Yeah. yeah, and so what what is going on? What the story is is that she's created this bubble around this town and has made a perfect little universe for her and Vision. Yeah, to live perfect in American because sitcom. the world's just. Yeah, exactly. Because what has been going on in the world is just too tough. Yeah, there's just there's so much grief in her life that she is just drowning right. in that sorrow, so that she just, you know, she 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 just explodes and creates this whole bubble universe, and yeah, uh, and they call it the hex, yeah. and it's kind of what they refer to it as in the comic books, like her her abilities and stuff she yeah. puts hexes on people and it's usually like to control them in a way and that's what she is doing with the people in westview which is that's one thing i loved about this show and and again i loved it about uh avengers disassembled and i i mean i assume i would love house of m i haven't gotten there yet but i love exploring a, a a hero who loses so much that they become the villain and like because right. yeah it's a good story. yeah they definitely explore how villainous wanda is the problem is by the end of the show 
you know, episode nine, she's kind of walking away and they're like, they'll never know how much, you know, there's somebody who's talking to Wanda about the villagers and she's like, they'll never know how much you sacrificed for them. And it's like, uh, no, she right. fucking tortured them for days. Right. Like, <laughs> right. She, she even acknowledges that though. Wanda's like, no, they're never going to see me for anything other than what I did to them. And, and that's and, perfectly and, right. In my opinion. Yeah. At that, I mean, in the future yes. she can atone for it but immediately after the fact that she's a villain without disregard like oh definitely and i loved that i did too and just their 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 chemistry together too as rivals her and uh agnes that is great mm. just fucking brilliant yeah. oh it's so cruel it is kind of cruel like there is a cruelty to this this new wanda character and i like yeah. it like i mean i i think if you're gonna have super powerful beings and yes they save the world and yeah. shit but just having them all be boy scouts is boring yeah <laughs> it's so boring i think it's gonna be a very i, I love it when they're more complicated yeah. and they have facets of their personality that you're like "Ooh, that's some that's bad man yeah you should walk away from that yeah, she's definitely uh, more anti-hero now it feels and i'm excited to see how she interacts yeah. with dr strange in the next dr strange movie oh yeah because i, I feel like that's definitely what what they're implying i mean i know she's already been cast in the movie uh but there's there's uh, there's end credit scenes at some at the end of some episodes like you have to sit around through all the credits so yeah that's a fair warning to everybody not even every episode i think it's just like the last two or three have mid credit scenes like but yeah at the very end of the the ninth episode there's an end credit scene that kind of implies the doctor strange 2 movie so i'm just i'm really excited to see okay. where she goes with that or how 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 her new anti-hero-ness incorporates with dr strain right so man what do we want to talk about next oh yeah i i did have something to say about the dr strange thing i loved that that drop that agnes gave is like you're even more yeah. powerful than the sorcerer supreme so i am really right. interested to see how how that goes yeah because because who knows because she could still be villainous she still could lean that way yeah because it, it's kind of yeah, that would be an interesting story. It's kind of the opposite of what happens in the comic books. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I guess in the mo- in the movies she started out with Hydra. So yeah. Already knows, opposite of the comics. It's the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants that she starts with in in the the comic books, which the MCU wasn't allowed yeah. to do that at the time. Ooh, that you know that's one thing to talk about is Evan Peters. Uh, he makes an appearance in the show. He is Quicksilver um yeah oh yeah yeah evan That's peters weird. is the quicksilver of the fox universe whereas the the guy they had playing pietro i can't remember his name and the marvel cinematic universe the, his character big spoilers for other movies his character died in like age of ultron right so having the fox universe's quicksilver appear in the wandavision show was really exciting for me i was like oh shit they're gonna do some retconning in this universe it's like what's going on yeah like they're are they gonna blend these universes are we gonna get x-men hugh jackman back (laughs) and how they end that story is kind of disappointing for me but i have a theory my own personal theory i haven't looked into other fan theories this is just what i was thinking and we're we're behind a spoiler wall so i'm i'm sorry if you if you haven't watched the show go out watch it before you hear me say this you find out that this guy evan peters who is portraying her recasted dead brother of pietro which they keep on joking at is it's that it's that he's just been recast and i'm just like i love it yeah. And I was all for it. But then you find out he's just Ralph Boner, the guy who is under yeah. Agatha's control. And my thought is he is actually the Quicksilver of the other universe. He's somehow stuck in our universe. And he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. He's going by a different name. You know, he's he, he made the name Ralph Boner. <laughs> and so he i that that totally make that totally tracks for that character right? too because he's such a goofball at quicksilver yeah oh, that's man. that's just my that's that my personal work. theory is that he is just trapped in the marvel cinematic universe and he's trying to figure out how to get out of there you know he maybe he ran too fast and like split the universes on accident 
and now he's just being like now he's Dude. just like stuck here and he's just like fuck you know and he, and he just gets trapped by wanda and and this little tv Dude. universe that makes so much sense though because agatha does not have the power to create so how would have he gotten super speed super fast yeah unless he already had it yeah i think it was just uh wanda imbuing him with that because once he showed up as quicksilver maybe. maybe she just intuitively gave him that that power yeah because she doesn't necessarily have that this was an accident yeah it, it it just kind of happened because she was so overwhelmed with grief yeah. so i could see that being the case too like she sees him somehow she knows that it's piedro that which is also kind of yeah. weird then her magic just creates it and gives it to him maybe yeah. and i'm really excited to see this journey of how she learns how to control these these new powers yeah. it's not that the powers are new it's just that she had never gotten to the point where they had escaped her yeah and gotten so big and out of control that she was able to know what she was capable yeah. of yeah well i uh guess it's time to wrap up huh i guess you're right so uh yeah i'll go first with closing statements uh again as you said at the very beginning it's important to respect the roma people and bring to attention the disrespect that's been going on in regards to this character's cast and uh, how they've portrayed her throughout the show that in it's of itself i think detriments the show but not to the point where it's not watchable to yeah. where it's not still to, to where you're not able to be entertained by it if you are of that culture i think it definitely detriments it even more of course yeah just for the average joe like you and me it's still entertaining just know in advance that that's going on and you know try to try right. to learn, make yourself better and learn more about that uh the issues going on and the hardships there all that said right. uh wandavision is a very fun and entertaining show the journey through television uh, american sitcom history is quite fascinating to watch and really well presented the acting's brilliant and I really, really enjoyed the story up until the last few, ep like last episode, where it stopped being a sitcom, very well thought out progression of events, and became just your average superhero beat 'em up. I don't know. I wanted yeah. it to have more of a deep, thoughtful ending. I wanted it to be more in the mind, more about the issues, and less about punching the your your villain <laughs> or throwing throwing CGI'd spells at them. But there, there is a there is a fight with villain of uh, with Vision at the end, where it's it becomes more of a a thought experiment, and I really enjoyed that fight. Yeah, that was so. Good. Yeah, that was a great moment, and I really so liked good. it. But everything else that in that last episode, even though it is an entertaining superhero episode, I was just kind of bored that it it went right back to being superhero and and stopped being this very thoughtful deep exploration of of a show so i don't know right. i still recommend it i don't remember if i grade television shows or how i do this but i th i think you have been still giving it your your uh out of four stars okay grading. so i'll give this uh I i'd give it three stars um it's a three and a half show but you know the the recognition at the beginning i think does detriment it but i don't want it to go below three stars no i wouldn't either i think it's it's definitely a full face show. I loved watching every minute of it. I I knew, I think ahead of time in the back of my mind, that uh, the Maximovs were Romani, but it was something that I kind of had forgotten and was reminded by my wife and did some research on um, because our culture is trying to change, and and I and we my family appreciates that and want to support that as much as possible so it's important to recognize when uh marginalized peoples are being disrespected even if it's not intentional yeah, we green people from gorsh want to recognize it too <laughs> and don't forget your amorphic beings uh so <laughs> yeah like i said full face movie i do kind of wish we talked about vision more but it's just too big of a spoiler yeah so you gotta go watch the show especially if you're fans of these characters it's unfortunate that wanda isn't represented from somebody from our culture but it's just, it's something that has happened 
throughout the history of Hollywood. And I do think that they're trying to do better. Yeah. I do. So that's what I have to say. That's that's the show. Yeah. That's the show about a show. That's about a show. But up up. I've been the Green Traveler from Gorsh. <laughs> and I have uh, been the faceless Leone. Still working hard on that potato diet. At, at least I think that's how the can of this show works. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you want to learn more information about us, check us out on Facebook. You can also check out the Facebook and Instagram accounts of Fiction Works 19. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, or subscribe wherever you catch the show. Thank you all very much for listening.